This is John and Robin Voyles of Celebrate Libraries with a New Ways to Dream podcast. Today we're in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, speaking with Manitowoc Public Library Director Kristen Steger. Kristen, thank you very much for taking the time today. Thank you, John and Robin. I'm excited to meet with you and talk about Manitowoc Public Library. I wanted to start off with a profile. How many years have you uh, been here in Manitowoc uh, at the library as director? So I have been here coming up on two years in November as the library director for Manitowoc Public Library. Uh, before that, I was up in Brown County where I was a supervisor of two of the libraries in the Brown County area. And then before that, I was the library director for Farnsworth Public Library in Oconto. Oh, okay. But my library career actually did start at Manitowoc Public Library many years ago. I started as a shelver and then worked up to circulation assistant and then moved into technical services and then moved into reference and then into teen librarian. So I've had the opportunity to work at all different levels in libraries and until I'm now in the, the director role here at Manitowoc Public Library. Are you a uh, Northeast Wisconsin native? I am a Northeast Wisconsin native. I actually grew up in this community, uh, about 10 miles south of town. So this is where I was born, where I was raised, and you know where my first love of libraries came from. Great. Um, so you talked about your prior library experience. Why did you choose um, library admin as a profession? Why did you choose to um, uh, pursue a career as a library director? You had tried the different jobs within the libraries? Was it sort of a natural progression? What was it? So, as I like to tell it, um, library admin actually chose me. Oh. It wasn't something that I chose. Um, I was looking around after I graduated from college and just looking at opportunities, and I had seen the position for library director at Farnsworth Public Library, and I'm like, no, that's not for me, and I you know, kind of had set that to the side. But then it kind of just kept coming back up through my email, and so I'm like, well, I'll apply. We'll see what happens. And you know, the rest is history. I ended up getting the position and fell in love with administration. So I didn't know that that is exactly where I needed to be until it kind of chose me. Oh, great. Good story. Um, for people who don't know, people who are going to be listening to this podcast and don't know, could you describe uh, Manitowoc's uh, location in Wisconsin, geographic location, and a little bit about uh, Manitowoc? Maybe even your uh, the, the library site, how it relates to the downtown area. Yeah, absolutely. So Manitowoc is right on the, the coast of Lake Michigan, and it's set right kind of between Green Bay and Sheboygan, right in the northeast corner of Wisconsin, um, right on your way up to Door County. So we have a beautiful location set right along the Manitowoc River and Lake Michigan. And the library, 20 years ago, moved to the downtown location where it currently is, okay. right on the river and Lake Michigan. So we have a beautiful view from our windows of the library of the river, and then you can see uh, the coastline of the lake as well. And and one of the great things about Manitowoc is that we have one of the car ferries still operating that goes from oh. the Wisconsin side of Manitowoc over to Ludington on Michigan. Mm -hmm. So right from the library, we are able to see the car ferry come in and go out all summer long. Have you ever taken the trip? I have taken the car ferry from uh, Manitowoc to Ludington and then back over. It is a really great experience. 
I personally get very motion sick, and it was oh, okay. a um, stormy day that I ended up taking over. So I did not enjoy it as much as the rest of my party. Um, but it was a it was a great experience to just be sure. on the boat and um, take the journey that a lot of people have been doing for so many years. Um, so talking about the the car ferry, I think from what I remember uh, reading um, as a child, and then and then uh, years later. Um, there was a shipbuilding uh, industry here. Does that does that continue in Manitowoc? Manitowoc has a rich history of shipbuilding. We do still have burger boats in our community who is continuing to build ships. They are more focused on building yachts and personal vessels at this time. I know during World War II, uh, we focused on building submarines for um the, the war effort at that time. And we actually, right across the river from the library is the Manitowoc Maritime Museum, which still has the USS Cobia uh, right in the river that people are able to go onto that submarine and see what it's like to be inside the submarine and um, get some more information about our history in Manitowoc of building those, those vessels. Mm-hmm. What would you say the strengths are of the Manitowoc Public Library? What are some of the strengths of the library? Manitowoc Public Library is focused on enriching, connecting, and inspiring our community. That's our vision statement, and that's what we try to live every day. So I would really point to our focus on literacy for the community as a strength of Manitowoc Public Library. We really focus on our children and making sure that they are ready to read and ready to learn at kindergarten. So from birth until that point, we have a lot of programming and resources and services we offer to our community to build up those literacy skills. For example, we have our summer reading program, uh, which all libraries offer during the summer to really help bridge the gap between the end of the school year and the new school year and to really keep kids ready to learn. Mm -hmm. We also offer a thousand books before kindergarten and that focuses on that early literacy and the goal is to have children read a thousand books before they get to kindergarten because the more books that they have in their hands, the more books they have in their home, the more that they're reading really helps to build their their speaking, their um, ability to read and write when they get to that that um, school level as yes. well. So um, we have that program. We also offer Starlings, which are devices that you can attach to your child that will count the amount of words that are being read to that child so that you can see how much your infant is hearing and internalizing and learning Um, and then it also gives ideas and goals for how you can build the literacy then we have story times and I could go Mm -hmm. on forever but you know the strength is really in providing those opportunities for learning and I spoke a lot about children but we also of course offer support for our teens for our college students for our adults for our young at heart adults as well um, Mm -hmm. to really allow them the opportunity to grow and explore and continue learning great one of our focus um, are lifelong learning mm-hmm. and really um, bringing the community together and out of isolation. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe if there's any focus that you can do on, especially people in um, the older age group. So we really do feel that the library is the heart of the community. So we offer a lot of different opportunities for our adults as well, and focusing on where their needs are. So whether it's career focused and helping them come in and search for jobs or uh, to help them 
prepare and learn and get to the next level, such as we offer classes to learn computer skills or we offer classes to help build your resume. Um, we are here to help with that. In addition, we offer a lot of different programming and services to um, help with their growth and to pique their interest and to help with lifelong learning. So we offer um, now for, this is going to be our 12th year coming up, our Great Decisions series. This focuses on international concerns that may be of interest to our community. And we bring in speakers from all over the state as well as the United States to speak on nine different topics every spring. Okay. And it's a wonderful series. We average at least 100 people at each of the sessions that we have and really focusing on those inter internal conflicts that we're facing today. In addition, in the fall, we like to have a focus on domestic issues. So this has started, now this is the second year running, and this is an opportunity to talk about things that are a little bit closer to home. So things like guns in the schools and having a discussion and providing information about that, uh, suicide in our communi community and their rates. And then um, a big topic right, right now is drugs in our community as well. And um, sex trafficking and human trafficking, and not necessarily to share um, a certain viewpoint, but to share information about it and to start those community discussions so that people can learn more about what's impacting their community yes. and how they can get involved and how they can support each other. In addition, we also offer, offer opportunities for people to get together and to get engaged in community kind of growth opportunities such as knitting groups, um, coloring groups. We also have... Um, this fall, we're going to have an Instapot series for people who may have heard about this thing called an Instapot, don't really know what it is, and may want to get one, and they can come and they can find out about that. Um, and so opportunities for just kind of fun programming and ways for people to connect together. That's wonderful. I had no idea that that was... I was uh, looking at your uh, uh, calendar of events for the autumn, mm -hmm. especially for September, and mm -hmm. it's just chock full of... Uh, of yes. interesting things. Yeah, our staff does a really great job of offering a variety of programming. So I talked about our kind of more educational, intellectual focused topics with domestic issues and international issues. Mm -hmm. But then we also have more opportunities for just fun programming. Like this fall, we have the escape room, the Harry Potter escape room for <laughs> teenagers so that, you know, they can come in and connect together and engage together. But then they also are kind of learning how to strategically think to get out of this room. Um, we have just a wide variety of things for all ages that we plan, and it's really a collaborative effort for all of my staff. So we have a public services department that focuses on kind of the adult side of it. Then we also have our youth services, which focuses on children through teen. And so our children's librarians, our teen librarians, and then our adult librarians are all working together to help provide for um, the needs of our community. You use your Facebook page quite a bit to communicate with your uh, your patrons in the community about upcoming events, and and also you uh, have a monthly column in the in the local newspaper. But do you also have other people on staff who write things? I was just reading something the other day, and I uh, I um, shared it to our Facebook page. Uh, it was about the I think the DAP program. Yes, our digital arts program. Right, mm -hmm. and that is for teens or community-wide? It's focused for teens. It's okay. a collaboration with the RAR West Art Museum, and okay. we've been doing it three years now. And it's during the summer that we hold it. 
focused on teens so that they can really learn digital arts related skills such as videography and filmography and we just had our gallery opening last night for the teens which is also a great opportunity because they get to go in front of their their peers their parents their family and friends and present the journey that they went on what they learned over the summer and then present their product of what they ended up creating so it really is a good opportunity for them and um, I think what you're heading on is marketing right and what kind of marketing elements that we have here Uh, yes that and then also I was going to ask you about the I think I noticed there was a the actual facility and was it some sort of creative lab that you have yes Okay. Yeah. So one of my goals when I first took over as director of Manitowoc Public Library is to really have the library tell their story a little bit better. Okay. The library has a rich history here in our community of 118 years serving our community. Mm-hmm. But I think there's there's a lot of people who still don't know the role that we play in this community and what we all offer to them. So one of the things that I wanted to do is really enhance that and have the community be a little bit better aware of what we have to offer and that we're here to support them. So from that, what has come forth is a little bit more focus on elements such as social media Mm -hmm. so that we're sharing out there what events we have, what resources we have. But then also we have a weekly article in the Herald Times Reporter, Mm -hmm. and that started off as my column and sharing information about the library. And it's now grown to an opportunity for staff to really share what they do and be able to have that voice. So it's not just Kristen Steiger as the Manitowoc Public Library. There really is a whole staff here that supports the community and provides for those services and to give them a voice. In addition, we do a lot of different radio shows. We go on um, TV interviews and really find ways to market and share what we're doing here at the library. Good, good. My goodness. But then, oh, you want me to talk about the the creation space, the maker space sure, as well? Sure, if you well? would. Mm-hmm. Manitowoc Public Library has a makerspace. We were fortunate enough to receive an LSTA grant and also be supported by other funders in our community in order to create the initial makerspace that we have. In there, we have a 3D printer, we have recording software, and we have graphic design software to allow the community to come in and be able to first interact with that type of equipment and software that is actually quite expensive and they may not be able to purchase for their own home. So we provided here at the library for them to create and uh, explore with it and to build their skills at all different levels. Initially, it was intended for students in the um, high school level, but we it's really grown to for all ages. In this next year, uh, we have been focusing on doing a redesign of our first floor, which last year was focused on Um, talking to the community and finding what they need, which developed the redesign that um, layout that we now have created. And so we're going to be implementing it over the next year. And one of the things that we're going to be doing is taking that makerspace, moving it to another area to allow for it to grow a little bit more. Because we'd like to be able to offer a lot of different maker type of equipment in there, such as a laser forge, Mm -hmm. to be able to use, uh, manipulate wood and metals and create with that, as well as things like a sewing machine or other kind of crafting 
type of elements mm-hmm. that um, people may be interested and may want to learn the skills on before they purchase it for their own home or continue to use it here in the library. One of the things that we hear from our community is that students are coming out of high school, they're coming out of college, they have a great understanding of how to, you know, operate their phone or computers, but they don't necessarily have the understanding of how it works. So there's the that disconnect where they don't necessarily have those hands-on experiences of being able to take things apart and figure out how things work. So that's one of the things that employers are looking for is to, to bridge that gap. Yes. And that's one of the reasons behind the makerspace and growing it as well so that we can allow children and adults the opportunity to come in and connect with that technology and play with it and and build their skills and also to support entrepreneurs in our community who may not may have ideas but they don't know how to implement them so the library is here to kind of really help them get to that next step and to support them on that journey coding workshops things like that yep absolutely we have coding workshops we have 3d doodler pens we have robots that we have here as well that people are able to work with and Mm -hmm. manipulate um to kind of bridge that gap great um Oh, I was just—I was just curious. This is kind of an aside, but um, so the building here, about twenty, twenty-one years old or so, is the—is the former library, the Hamilton Street Library, is that still standing? Is it being used for anything? It is. Yes. So Manitowoc Public Library has been on our location right along the river on Quay Street for twenty years. We actually celebrate twenty years this September on Quay Street. Thank you. Before that, we were on the Hamilton Street, and right now that building is still standing, and it's the headquarters for Lakeside Foods. So they oh, have their corporate okay. headquarters right. in our previous library facility. Lakeside Foods. So maybe at this point, some of the things that are coming up, you had started talking about that, and maybe partnerships within the uh, within the community with other nonprofits, businesses. Um, what was I noticing on the, the calendar? Uh, I, I don't think this is the title, but it's sort of a book and a movie or something like mm-hmm. that. What's that about? And then also the Manhattan sure. shorts. Sure. So our book and a movie is a collaboration between our local theater. Um, oh, um, oh, now I'm not remembering. Lakeshore Cinema. So it's a collaboration between the library and Lakeshore Cinema, Mm -hmm. and we pair a book and a movie. So a month leading up to the movie showing, we will have the book here for checkout for people to read, and then the cinema will show the movie. And then that night, after the movie, we'll have kind of very short discussion on comparison between the book and the movie, and then just the... um, the entity of the book itself and to kind of discuss through that. So it's been a really great partnership. And that's something that Manitowoc Public Library looks to do is find ways to create partnerships in the community um, so that we can collaborate together. Another one that we have is with Treehouse Theater. We'll have them come in and do kind of um, workshops on acting skills and the um, different presentations and performances as well for our kids so that they can kind of see what acting is all about. Mm -hmm. Another partnership that we are looking to build, which we are fresh on the way of trying to implement, is with our local museums and cultural institutions. We want to be able to provide entrance to those 
museums and art museums um, through the library. So a patron will be able to come in and check out a pass to go to Pinecrest Historical Village so that they could go and see what it's all about and really give them access to some of the other cultural and historical elements we have in our community. So those are just a few of the partnerships that we have, but we're always kind of looking to grow them. Um, Another one that I'd we recently accomplished in the last year is our virtual library card. So one of the things we noticed is that we have all these really great online databases, and I kind of talked about it earlier, that we have all these resources that the community isn't aware of. So we wanted to make sure that our students had the support of our resources, which is what we purchased them for. So with the Manitowoc Public School District, we created a virtual library card, which gives unrestricted access to the students for our online databases. One of the things that we had heard from the teachers is that we'd like to use them in our classroom, but the students don't have cards or they're expired or they don't know what their numbers are. So every student each year is issued a virtual library card number, which allows them access to those online databases so that in the classroom, the teachers can pull up Mango languages, and they can engage in that, and everyone has access to that. We also have tutor.com, which we offer um, from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. Students can log on to tutor.com, and they will be connected with a live tutor who will help assist them with their homework, should it be math, social studies, writing. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about tutor.com is that they don't give them the answers. They really help them to work through and find the answers on their own. So those type of partnerships were really proud of, and we're continuing to grow the virtual library card this fall with five other schools, uh, parochial schools in the area, and hopefully continuing in that realm. So wonderful programs. Wonderful. Wonderful. It really is. And, you know, those are just kind of a few of the ones that we're looking to build. Um, I know. I'm sorry. You had asked something else, and I can't remember what you had asked me to talk about as well. Um, One of the programs, maybe? uh, Oh, the the, uh, Manhattan film short. The Manhattan... uh. Mm -hmm. So the Manhattan Short Film Festival came about um, from one of our staff who is kind of a film buff um, and really wanted to be able to show these films here at the library. Um, The the short films that are picked um, and submitted, the entire community can vote on them so that um, they can end up winning awards. So we're going to have the library on September 28th and 29th show those films and allow the community to come in to view them and then to vote on them as well. So it's also a really great partnership and providing access to these films that otherwise the community wouldn't necessarily have access to. This is John and Robin Voyles of Celebrate Libraries. You've been listening to Part 1, of a two-part conversation with Manitowoc Public Library Director Kristen Steger. Please stay tuned for Part 2 of this New Ways to Dream production.